last year, I I I I I landed upwinds, sideways, downwinds, <laughs> every direction. I landed out <laughs> during that event. I don't know if it's a curse or not. Welcome to Camber Up, episode two on the Armstrong YouTube channel. I am your host Thomas Lee, and today we're joined by the one and only Nick Wu. What's yeah. Up? I would recommend you put an R18 uh, or at least a PG logo in the beginning of the meeting. <laughs> I'll probably bleep out some of your words. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You need to edit in some words, maybe. I'm not sure what, <laughs> what, what things will coming out during the meetings. So if you've been flying DLGs for the past couple of years, you've probably heard of Nick or have seen some of his work. So Nick is the king of the MDFKs, an underground outlaw group of DLG pilots. <laughs> he does a lot of live streaming at big events like the World Championships and was the main designer on arguably the most successful DLG in the past few years, the CX-5, which has helped their team pilots win the last two World Championships. Nick, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you? Yeah, uh, this is Nick Wu. That's K-A Wu Yuhui. This is my Chinese name. Maybe some of the pilots didn't know that. But uh, most probably you, Nick, is Nick. Yeah, uh, I'm a DLG pilot since I fly with Thomas. Uh, 2012. As I remember, is the oh. second day of the Chinese Lunar New Year. Yeah. Oh, let me and, pull up uh, the image. Yeah, yeah. This is a very epic photos. I as I remember, you can see I I didn't hold any DLG in my hand. You know why? Because during that first meeting, some of the guy who also one of my guardians was uh, robust was launching my wooden DLG and break it. So that's, that's why I have no <laughs> DLG holding in my hands during the photo photo takings. Yeah. And also so you for... see the very slim. Very slim. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, very but... slim guy in the middle C, C section is that uh, this is the famous Thomas. <laughs> that's about, you know, 50 pounds earlier. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's this is robust on the very left hand yeah. side. Um, yeah, he is probably the first person I've met when I moved back to Asia uh, to fly DLGs. Him and Wayman. Uh, I don't think Wayman's in this photo. Yeah, no, Wayman's not in this photo. No, no. Uh, robust. You guys might know him, uh, the people overseas, as the guy who created the Pandora. So, robust and I, we worked on the Pandora together. Uh, but right now, the entire Pandora project that's being used for you know, all the big events now for timing, uh, etc. That's all robust right here. So this was the first time yeah. we flew together or met each other, right? Yes, both meet and fry. During that time, I didn't know who 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 the B of the middle guy is, except he's holding a, a very expensive DLG right now. Is calling the Steigeisen. And I and <laughs> I was thinking that that Doom ass was... What's wrong with him flying uh, thousands of monies and flying through it to the, to the air, which I think is still amazing and confused now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, yeah, no, that, well, that was a good plane, but I think yeah, those were probably the most expensive planes in China at the time. Yeah, very expensive. You can see the other guys was most flying a very cheap price, very low range one, like the the long shot four which Pan Ha was holding, and yeah, uh, some uh, DIY is. models. Yeah, and me without any models during that time. Were you making、memory. your own models? Uh no, not during that times. I I, I was only a beginner flying a wooden RTF one from a Chinese local shop, uh, which called the GT models, and ah, then、okay. uh, I was flying a a composite one after this event when robots feeling so guilty. Yes, that's the one, feeling that so guilty that he he sell me in a very low price, with a composite one, the the first composite one I flew. This is a very funny videos and uh uh the the first time when 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 my wife Ines was recording for my launch and it was break. Was that your first time she was at you know flying field with you? No no no, it's not the first time. He, he she has been with me flying with me in the very beginning a long long time, but not sure how she managed to. Record this. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> But you know there was another,、uh, another, another time that when I launched the blaster free into the trees, also she managed to record it. Yes, you can see you in the very end of the. <laughs> the that's Ines. Yeah, that's Ines. Yeah. Okay, so before we、mm. continue with the podcast, I'd like to give the audience a bit of an update on what we're trying to do with the Camber Up、uh, podcast. So originally, we were planning on doing the episodes around thirty minutes or so, but very quickly we realized there is no way that we would be able to get in depth with any topic in thirty minutes. So we were around the forty-five minute mark last time, and honestly, we could have gone quite a bit more、uh, into details. But the time limit really forced us to pull back and kind of reduce the chances of us going out in small tangents and stories, which I think are one of the main attractions of a podcast and why I listen to podcasts so much. So for the next few episodes, what we're going to do is just chat through the topics with a little bit less focus on the time,、uh, with the aim of creating you know more interesting discussions for everyone. Now, understandably, sometimes you might not be able to watch or listen to the entire thing in one go. But it's YouTube, so you can always go back and finish it if you have to stop halfway through. And at the same time, we're going to create a new playlist called Camber Up Clips, and we'll get that up later this week. Basically, we'll take the podcast from the previous week and chop it up into the various chapters, and upload those under the Camber Up Clips, so that each video is only ten to fifteen minutes long, and the topics become searchable. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about designs. So obviously. You're well known for the CX-5,、uh, which was between you as the main designer on the wings and most of the aerodynamics, and then I think Rollo was kind of like the project manager. He gave you a lot of direction on what he would like to see,、um, and then Larinas, of course, they did the production, and he also, I think, he designed the fuselage and tails, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm mainly focused on the wing and the.、Uh, Aerodynamic design of the six five, and also using a lot of study work from a senior, uh, Roland Summer senior, and also uh, Lorena's and their team, the stream 
the stream team design the fuselage and also making the production of the models. So uh, 6.5 was a very successful DLG in the market in the last two decades. And uh, he... Not two uh, decades. It wins. But yeah, <laughs> some, two some years. Some years, yeah. Two decades, two cycles, 20 yeah. years. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then uh, I also designed the Frere, uh, which mm -hmm. has the first leading... Hi, in it. <laughs> I also designed the... Uh, the flare, which has the leading edge flare in the very first time in the DLG design, and mm -hmm. also some uh, uh, very, very beginners uh, for, for beginners for the solar and the stellar. And uh, yes, this is most of the work. And also, I'm working on some new projects too, which you may know. Yeah, yeah I know, but I don't think we can go in public yet <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we can't talk about this <laughs> no. yeah please but but it's uh, very very fun that we we have uh some projects undergoing in in the phrases during the covid uh, pandemic uh in the global but uh, we do know that there was so many new design in the market right now you can see there's a, a yoda coming from redamia models and also some Voltex 4, Frix 3, so many new models was coming out now. So which was... It's exciting. like one after another. It's just like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is a very new, uh, very good sign for the for the community. And also uh, a lot of people was thinking about how to design DLG and how the new design can change the, the rules of the games and uh, change the rank ranking, maybe. Well, that so, was what very you know years, we were trying to do with the flare, right? Because the flare was like it was yeah, something yeah. never done in a DLG before. Um, what do you think yes. of that project? Like, I know ultimately we didn't make a whole lot of those. Yes, uh, for the flare, it was it was uh, how to say it's ambition project that we want to push the limit into the very very floaty machines with the leading edge flap and also a very complicated design i, I cannot tell it's complicated but very uh innovation design with a different fuselage connection and also uh with a, only five servers in the fuselage can uh, can control a lot of things but the problem with the flare is that uh, also because of the production was in make the first time we're making in the Aeroplus studio and which we have a very few uh, knowledge of make how to make a good DLG and also with the design itself has some uh, disadvantage of the design goal that I how should I say maybe I, I make a mistake on the design goal that I push the limit too far away from the competitive and uh, for competition DLGs which comes out that uh, the, the fair cannot launch very high and launching high is the one of the most factor, very, very important characters of the current competitive DLG in the market. Uh, so we we are thinking about making the, the second one, but we we don't know. We cannot talk about this yet. <laughs> Obviously, launching high is, you know, I would say probably one of the most important things in a DLG event for, for a model um, because once you're launching higher, you have access to further thermals. Thermals are more developed at a higher altitude, so they're going to be stronger. 
you can afford to make more mistakes. And I guess that was probably one of the goals for the CX-5 that came after the flare, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, because of the 6.5, for the first time, when Ron talking to me that uh, during that time before we had the solar platform, which was a kind of a very higher AR wing compared to the original 2 and 3 and 4. And also the, the solar during that time was a, a backing machine, not the uh, solid coal, uh, not a, a molded one. And he managed to win the 2016 CISA Open using the solar in China. And, and he was thinking about putting a new addition compared to the 6.4 in, in that time, during that time that to make a very light and very faulty one to the, to, to, uh, after the, the 6.4. And, and then when I talked to him about the design goal of the, uh, the new machine should move up to the a higher launch and faster models, we talked a lot about it. And finally, we comes out with the 6.5, which in the first time when, when Rongo launched it, he, he said it was amazing and, f and flying like a rocket machine. That's the first image of the 6.5. That's awesome, and obviously the proof is in the pudding, and you know it's been doing very, very good uh, in yeah. competitions all over the world. Yes, and also because of the six files making by the stream team, and they have a very good quality comes out, and mm -hmm. lots of uh, national pilot, which uh, we know uh, since we we have all the travels around the world, and they they started to. Uh, get interesting to text the low wing design and then a lot of pilots uh, flying with the 6.5 and right now I think is there's a lot a lot of pilots in the national team flying the 6.5 and which make it very successful it's not only the design it's also about the pilot who flies it mm -hmm. absolutely so you were yeah. mentioning yeah. you know some of the new traits that you feel DLG is going to go toward uh, what do you guys think? Mm -hmm. The last time I talked about the DLG design tray was that I was thinking about within one or two years, DLG will still keep the same design as right now uh, without any big changes, only more simple and more close to each other for the different design. But uh, right now you can see the new models, Yoda, was coming out mm -hmm. and also there was so many new features of the of the models right now. And I was thinking that the future will be the first feature of the new design should be portable. Because right now it's like the BAM2 and also some new models like the Vortex 3 years ago already thinking about the the portable feature of, of the design, like two-piece wing, the movable vertical and uh, more easier to, to build and more easier to assemble when you go go out flying. That kind of feature, I think, will be the a very, very good point for the new design. And the second one, I think we, we will come back to the time, maybe some some years ago, like the the time when I started to fly the DLG, like there is Steigeisen, Firework, and a Blaster Free. There's so many different designs, like the Clock's Tail, like the uh, very small wings and very big wings, lots a lot of different designs com uh, compared to to right now. 
right now, there's almost every design was looking so similar to each other. But during that time, a lot of different kind of design was coming out in the market, and everyone had their own fans. Everyone like was kind of trying guys, different things. Yes, yes. I, I like that time. I like that time. Like the XX Lite was going to so extremely small. Uh, was also going uh, during during the time like years ago, and now we are we are we are making similar design for a couple of years right now. And for the next phases, I think different designs will coming out, just like the the, the years ago, which in Chinese way we call the the ten years east, the ten years west. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, for the new tray, I will think there was a lot of we will we'll have a lot of innovation and new ways of thinking that people will will, will get wow for for new design coming out. Just like the Yoda right now doing the same things. Joe will have and Vladimir making a polywing, which was not a, a new design, but actually is a, a, a kind of some kind of new things in today's competitive competitive glidings. Right, because it's been around for years and years and years. But yeah. it has, you know, we moved away from it uh, once we went to, you know, discus launch. Uh, and having yeah. servos, because uh, servos were not quite small enough back then. And it really opens up different possibilities now that there are smaller servos, like the XO6 from KSD, which is, you know, six, seven millimeters. Yeah. And, you know, now all of a sudden, you can fit four servos in a wing again, right? And I think that's yeah. one of the things that really allowed them to create the Yoda and have that. Yeah, technology uh, always pushed push the way of the designer to think bigger technology and like the the, the solid coal and the, the new carbon always uh, have the chance to let the designer to think more of the uh, current design so i think there was when, when the technology allow us to do more we we, we can uh, upgrade the, the gears very good and the designer will have more thinking like right now the, the most of the models right now was so light, even uh, too light for the competition. So they have more chance to add more features into the design, like the two-piece, like the four-server thing. I think this is a good thing for the market. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what different companies come up with. For ourselves, mm -hmm. Armsor, my thinking for the past few years has always been to simplify, right? To make things more mm -hmm. uh more robust in terms of reliability yeah. it's easy to build mm -hmm. even if you're a you know newcomer into the hobby what do you normally fly in terms of events are you mainly still flying f3k or do you fly others like f5j f5k etc yeah right now uh, as i'm focused on the aeropod studio work which we are the dealer of the chinese market for most of the soaring machines like fek f5k and p5b which you, you, uh, is called the electronic uh, gliders and also the mm -hmm. f5j so right now i almost fly every categories we, we sell which it's it's for living right but also i was uh, interesting in electronic uh, gliders also so i i uh, travel a lot to the uh, overseas like the, i i attend the first time 
FIJ World Championship with some uh, guys in China and also meet a lot of uh, people around in uh, Europe and also in US. Uh, so I fly the FIJ and F3K uh, as my major. And right now I started to fly the F5K also. We set up a lot of uh, new contests in of F5K contests in China of the Chinese uh, China tour, Aero, Aero modeling tour, uh, this year. So, uh, also I I compete I, I compete in our Chinese national with the P5B, which a little bit uh, close to F5K, but but not the same rules. Is a very powerful motors climb to the sky and uh, finish a five minute soaring. So and also a land a landing was required. So this is another kind of the game maybe. The other uh, guy outside China didn't know that, but uh, we have a very, very strong network and where a lot of pilots, especially in junior uh, classes, flying the P5B is kind of a, uh, how to say, a, a category for very, very new beginners and also uh, easier to accept uh, by the uh, community to, to start to, to soaring with a motor. So it's kind of uh, very promotional, a very easy promotion, and a lot of a lot of guys, including a very young kids, can join the fun of the soaring. So very popular here, the P five B. Like P five B is an example. P stands for Puji, which is like common or yes. entry level. Yeah. Um, and that is because a lot of juniors fly these so that they can get entry points into better schools um, and things like that. Is that still a thing or is that just when I was living over there? Yeah, uh, in the in the old time of the Chinese uh, aero modeling hobby, uh, some of the students, why they are so active to join our, our games is because they will have extra bonus point when they go to like uh, uh, middle school or even high school in some some years ago, but right now the 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 government and also the com, uh, the schools didn't have using the same rules. But uh, you do have some advantage when you apply to certain kind of uh, universities or or high school when you are a very good pilot and win some uh, national prizes in 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 the, those events. But you do have the advantage. So a lot of people start to find the uh, guiding and also some how to say uh, model model flying because they have some purpose in the very beginning. But right now there's a lot a lot of parents and uh, and junior pilots want to enjoy the fun of the game and also they want to new some new things and enjoy a hobby which was good to them. So the, a lot of pilots and a lot of parents want to go to the event of this, like the different kind of event, like FPV events, uh, model flying, uh, soaring events. They, they, are, they are willing to join it and gain some extra knowledge of the uh, beside the schools, the study, because right now, uh, education is very important and very popular here in in China, especially the the kind of we are we are enjoy is the hobby with the 
bothering. Well, you, I think you, it's you, a lot. You need to learn how to. It's a lot like technology, like robotics, uh, aerospace, uh, AI, coding. Because when I was there, yeah, exactly. Because I I moved to China or Hong Kong and beside China in 2011, and I left in 20, 2018. And in those mm-hmm. years, I noticed like parents really push their kids into different technology sectors, even at a very, very young age. And I think that's yes. one of the reasons why we see such a big boom of technology that's coming out of China. Yes, because, think- because of, the, of the age of the parents of right now, like, like me, my, my daughter was seven years old and almost eight now. And some of the, the same generation of us as parents, we want our children to learn more and to be uh, more adept to the society and also making friends around the world. So uh, the parents of our generation will... Uh, we want to spend money on this kind of advance and interest for, for our children. So that's why there's so many, many junior pilots in China now. I remember you told me once uh, the national championships for the juniors for P5B. And this was after the regional selections. So these are only the kids who were able to go to nationals. How, yes. how many were there at the, the maximum for P5B alone? Uh, the P5B, which the electronic glider category for P5B for the junior national is around 260-something. That's only the national, not including <laughs> the the province elections and the school elections. I think for the P5B market in China, maybe there's over thousands of pilots trying the P5B in China. See, that's... That's crazy. Like, where else would you find? Like, I don't even see ten different juniors flying all over America, <laughs> right? Because it's a, in it's all the events I go different. to. Yeah. Right now, the lot of the, the schools and also the middle schools and the primary schools they have the after class education, which some of our friends was teaching them how to make the wooden gliders and uh, how to how to manage to fly after class in, in that school. There is a class, actual class there. And those pilots, those friends was paid by the school and they need to have one or two classes each week for all around the, the students in, in the same school. There's so many schools have that class uh, of, of the moderings and maybe some other kind of technology classes so that's why there's you you cannot imagine how many people there are, are has the chance to know our hobby right now in china that's incredible i you know i was recently talking uh to someone they they're also recent immigrants to canada and also from china mm-hmm. and they have a 13 year old kid so he was flying DLGs in China. Uh, he's 13 years old. He came over to Canada, and I don't think they had any air modeling club for people his age here in, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what I understand is him and his parents, they started this online club and for other juniors to you know, learn air modeling and stuff. And they're already up to like mm-hmm. 50 kids around North America, Yeah, um, mostly Chinese, because I think they kind of got this together through like uh, some Chinese social media apps and things like Network, that. Network, yeah. Network, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. 
from what they told me, most of the parents is is the same mentality as back in China. They want their kids to be uh, more interested in different technologies. Uh, maybe yeah. one day they can be engineers. Maybe they'll have interest to be pilots, etc. I think it's just like the past year or or several months. I don't think it's even been a year yet, and they're already starting to progress up into the next stage um, of RC. And it's inc- mm-hmm. it's incredible how like our culture kind of embraces this right now. Yeah, because you 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 need to understand the situation of the Chinese thinking. Because uh, from the very beginning, we are thinking about they have the purpose to do that uh, mm-hmm. when they want to join the the community of the the RC models, the RC mm-hmm. network. But uh, after that, when when they figured out that how fun it is, and the the student itself and the junior itself find a lot of uh, good friends and uh, find a lot of uh, good things in 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 our community, they started to have more interesting to fly longer time. And when I when I saw some younger kids in Chinese uh, events, when 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 they're very young, they they have different faces. In the very beginning, they might be uh, uh, was forced to do that, some kind of face yeah, like, like that. forced to but go after, to math when, school. When, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then when they're flying and they have so many funs during the event and they join a lot of friends, and then, and after that, uh, they even they even willing to go to a lot of events when we have a different event in China, we, we call it tour. They they are talking to their parents, can I go to the event because I, my friends was there, I want to join them. That kind of motivation was totally different. And right now there were so many younger kids was in the same situation which I talk about that they are so eager to come to the community, uh, even when they have uh, finish the school uh, work and when they join the, the maybe go to a university and they will want to find a uh, local pilots in their new uh, cities of the university uh, the the area to to join together to spend a weekend with them together this become a, a real hobby of them so that's why there's so many younger guys in china now uh, in our community uh, that find the boat the, the soaring things the fpv things so many so many younger guys and I, yeah, I think that's incredible because uh, it really gives a different perspective to what the hobby is like in different parts of the world. Because presumably, most of the people who are listening uh, or watching our mm-hmm. channel is from America or some from Europe, uh, both but mostly Western mm-hmm. countries and English speaking. Mm-hmm. And over here, everyone flies it for fun, right? There's no other yeah, motive. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not to go mm-hmm. into better schools. There's there's nothing real, uh, no other mm-hmm. purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And just to see how it flourishes in another country that most people are not very familiar with is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking back to different uh, flying events like F3K, F5J, F5K, for yourself, what do you like the most between the different events? Uh, I can say as an event organizer for the most of the events in China right now, uh, I can tell... For my personally, I I would still like the F3K the best because it was so cool, much cooler than the other <laughs> categories. I, I'm sorry to say that in case of some people didn't like it. But F3K is my somehow like first love of me. So I still very interesting uh, spend most of my time in F3K. 
but I can find that FIJ and also the, the electronic glider categories was kind of different fronting, especially the FIJ. If you start to find FIJ, the first thing is that you feel it was kind of different and harder to manage to start to flying uh, compared to FIJ. FEK because you, although you have the power of the motor, you can you using the power to climb, but the but the the hardest part is that you need to manage very low attitude to win the game when you want to win it. Uh, you you cannot climb very high to to achieve a, a high score when you compete with other top pilots, especially in China. I, I give an example of the last event we have. Uh, one month ago in Henan, uh, most of the top pilot fly around stop start high was around fifteen meters now already. So fifteen as in one five or five zero. Fifty fifteen meters oh, five zero okay five average zero. yeah five zeros. Uh, so a lot of pilots was trying to achieve a higher score when compete with other top pilots because we have some good pilots there too in the event so uh it was kind of different kind of feelings when you fly the fij and also the fik is similar very similar but smaller size uh and also fik has more task compared to fij fij is only one one task with 10 minutes fighting the but the fik is Similar to F3K, they have a lot of like one, two, three, four, like OR last down, like the three, three, four, like poker, even poker was included in the FIK. So it's kind of different kind of feelings when you find those models. And also a different te technique you need to learn when you go to the different events. So I can tell there's all very, very good event and a very good category for the, for the pilots, which you should try at least you should try and see whether you like it a lot because some of the fij pilots was kind of old pilots which cannot launch high uh, compared to the, our our fvk uh, junior and also very powerful launches which they feel more competent and feel more active flying the fij right now in china Regarding F5K, are you guys using the rules as published uh, or are you modifying the rules? Uh, we use most of the rules except for the landing, the landing zoom that we didn't have time to set up in the very beginning for, as an organizer, which I, I talked to Brian uh, some, some, some days ago, where that we, we can feel that even with the similar landing and launching field as the FE, FEK we're now using, is also good to begin with at the FIK uh, rules. But besides that, every rules was similar as the, the published one, F, F, FIK. Because I know right now, you know, in Europe, mo they're mostly flying the F5K rules as published, more or less. Uh, and then in the States, most of the people are not flying that. Instead, they have opted to include that in a DLG event, kind of like an electric mm. assist DLG, to try to boost yeah, the yeah. popularity of DLGs again, right? Uh, so those who were not able to compete due to launch height or, or etc., and they can come mm. back in and join. Right now, because it's very 
beginning ages of the FIK because right now the, the rules was just coming out and even the FI, FAI didn't approve that. I, I was heard that it will be written in the code uh, next year. But uh, it was a very beginning phrases for everyone in the world, even in China, in Europe, in US. A lot of pilots didn't know actually how to fly the, the events and what the rule it should be. So in the very beginning phases, I think different idea will be good to try different kind of things, like uh, even included in a FEK events, you're using motors and as launched to, to a similar high, like 60 or maybe 70 high. I think it's mostly like a 50 meter cutoff, and then they usually zoom yeah. a little bit higher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's good for the community too, to, to let people to try that first. Because right now we are not in a very, how to say, very uh, good ages of when this kind of uh, competition was so popular, not like the FEK or FIJ. It was, it was more, how to say, um, not too many pilots was getting involved than the mm -hmm. other category in FI, FIK. So in the very beginning phrases, I think a lot of ways, no matter what, uh, even in using a different kind of machines, or maybe a little bit bigger, even a wooden models can can be allowed in the in the events to help to promote the category of the FIK. But because we we are thinking about the FIK is kind of a different kind of category right now, and people should have the chance to to fly it, no matter what kind of rule it is. But basically, I would suggest to follow the some structure of the official rule which already on the website now was brian was doing an amazing work working with uh, different people to get around the rules how how it should be so we, we should follow some kind of the rules but we can use some local rules compare uh, depends on the the situation which different countries maybe have different kind of situation or, or advantage on, on setting up a suitable event for the pilot I give an example of China. A lot of electronic gliders was there, but mm -hmm. they mostly for P5B category, which they have a very strong uh, motors in the nose rather than the very small one we're using for the FIK. But I will allow those people to join the competition and suggest them to using very short time for launching because if we use like six seconds, uh, or seven seconds in in the as the rule set, maybe that the model was worth like a uh, two hundred meters high, even if we use the P five B models. So I would suggest them to cut a little bit of power to join the the competition, and then they are willing to join it. And finally, they they, they will feel that the, this kind of F I K is even more fun than the P five B category. So they some of the people already changed the models to FIK rules and then start to focus on FIK uh, events now. So it is a good thing for, for local organizer to using local rules uh, to let more people to join the games. And now we have better uh, pilots to join an official one of the FIK category. And that will be the next phrase, I think. Yeah, I, you know, we are in a very, you know, early developmental stage of F5K right now. Yeah. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, honestly, I love the fact that it's being used as, you know, electric assist DOGs in America uh, because mm -hmm. 
it really helps get much more people back into the game. And I think yeah. people have already seen that participation has increased because of this uh, new adaptation mm-hmm. of allowing electric launch. Now, it's also interesting to see what happens after they try that because I, I think some of the clubs have continued to simplify the rules where some of the clubs also in the States yeah, yeah, yeah. have started to change the rules so that it's more, more, clo- more similar to the F5K rules as published. Mm-hmm. So it's very yeah. interesting to see how people modify and continue to adapt uh, the rules uh, based on their experiences yeah. with the game. I think it, because it's a very new if, uh, category, so a lot of people get involved into the game organizing or maybe join the, the competition will be good for the future, no matter how the rules can you, it will be. Even even the FVK rules, they, they, they change every year, you know. But first, we need to get involved to uh, as many people as we want to join the, the competition first. Are you still live streaming for events in China or only when you're overseas? I, I also do a live streaming in China too, but uh, because, you know, when I go to competition as an organizer and also as a pilot, uh, I didn't have enough time to do a lot of live streaming, but I will I will try to get a chance. Let, let's say when, when I'm not flying, I will want to record like a three minute or five minute video live streaming, and then I will post it's not live streaming but I, I will record it and post it in our group because we have a lot of groups in like the QQ group the WeChat group uh, thousands of people there want to know what happens in the events so I post some of the the photos and uh, some some clips and some uh, how to say five to six uh, uh, three to five minutes uh, live recording and then post it there but I, I didn't do the live streaming because the the, the network of the the is different network it's not not like the Facebook Facebook can do a lot of live streaming when I was uh, outside China in like Europe I, I do a lot of streaming and also because of I, I need to focus on organizing and also focus on the flying so I cannot do free words together <laughs> I would do a lot of after editing and like the, the reporting review of the video of to to promote our sports after the, the event and let people know uh, what the score is and what, what pilot was in and how they how they achieve and how to fly exactly, yeah. No, that's awesome. I think, you know, one of the reasons why this sport can be promoted and, you know, gain new people is through uh, content that's being created, either clips or videos or photos that you're sharing all over the place. Um, it is very important. It's not only me and also some of the pilots like Shady and some some pilot we in our Aeropress team and also the Armstrong team already do a, did a lot of work. Uh, some like recently they have published a lot of article in our national magazines and also doing a lot of uh, education classes like Tang was just uh, did uh, education classes in Nanjing which have. 20, 20 pilots new where for very beginners to have two days classes in Nanjing to uh, know how to fly the FVK better. That's that's kind of thing. There's so many good 
good people here in China uh, willing to do a lot of work to promote the event for us and promote the net uh, uh, to introduce the, the sport into the, the, the community. And you know, the Chinese was so big and so many people's there. And even in China, there's very, very small number of the, this, the pilot based on our big population. And we, we, we people want to get more people to get involved in our this sport. So a lot of people was doing a, a promotion, a lot of work, like no matter writing articles and uh, taking photos and getting a lot of events uh, working here. So this kind of good good things in China happens right now. <laughs> yeah, I just checked the the, the, the last uh, uh, the the episode with Gavin. He said the NW. I like that word. The NW. What what's the NW? The NW means Nick Wu. You know. Oh he my don't god! Don't want to mention my name, which was a stupid caller for you, and he he said the NW. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, so Gavin is not the worst caller I've had. Uh, I think I mentioned that in the last video, even though he let me go yeah. out of bounds. It's definitely yeah. you. Um, but I didn't let you go out of the bounds, which... <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, think... I never did that. <laughs> no, you've, you've let me go out of bounds, but it was upwind and not downwind. <laughs> no, this is why you have so many drinkings last night and then you 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 land out in up it's not my fault i didn't let you let out you let out yourself <laughs> <laughs> the last time in in uh -huh. china open in yangcheng hu uh last year i i i i i landed upwards sideways downwards <laughs> every direction i landed out <laughs> during that event i don't know if it's a curse or not but uh yeah i, I just did it Every yeah, it's not. I, it's I quite difficult to land out of bounds, upwind, and beside the the box. Yeah. It's you know ninety percent yeah. of the time it's downwind. But, but it, it's kind of a yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of spelling, or maybe a, a curse during the, the the events. It just happened. I, I cannot imagine that. Well, the other thing you're known for is landing in trees. Yes, but uh, not not. Every photos I post in Facebook was me landing on trees. <laughs> you just need to pay attention <laughs> to that. <laughs> because uh, I, we have the network here. You know, the Chinese community was so funny that every time when some guy landing on tree, they would have photos of that and also with the video. So they would share everywhere. Very popular actions. So I, I, I post a lot of tree landings, not, not all by me, okay? It's mostly by the other guys, but I do land on the trees a lot because uh, you know that the the flying field of in China mostly they will have a lot of trees and and smaller than the European US, so we have bigger chance to land on trees. Yeah, that's why. If that's how you justify it, I, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, so thanks for joining us, Nick, for episode two of Camera Up. I think we'll probably have you on again pretty soon. So uh, I want to thank you for the chance that I joined the network again to share more things, uh, funny things or, or different knowledge with the all around the world. Because right now we are in the COVID pandemic right now and people didn't have the chance to fly together in the events. But uh, I think it will be a good way to share more with the live streaming and an interview with you. And I hope to see more faces 
uh, with some other guys together in the Armshaw channel. And thanks for all the word, Thomas. Awesome. Thank you. See you in the next yeah, episode. Bye.